three game devs drinking good Arab tea, two game devs drinking good Arab tea. My name is Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. And I'm Osama Darius, your co-host for this episode. It is episode 76 slash 77. We're just going to pretend 76 just, it just, it, it happened. It, 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 we could, yeah, sure. I mean, we could just make this one 76 and the next one could be 77. <laughs> Well, what if this one is just 77? What if we just took a pause in between and this one is both? This one is just 76 and 77. Yeah, that, that I like. Okay. Yes. Okay, I and like that. Th- well, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> that works for me. Two and one. One for each Two, of us. Just done. We could just switch hosts halfway through. <laughs> yes. I'll play the intro again. Yes. Sadly, Fozzy could not join us this week. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we might have been able to have three episodes, but right now you'll have to settle for two and one. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, last week got a little crazy, didn't it? Yeah, it did. We just could not find a one-hour slot where all three of us were available. It was impossible. Yep. It, it just didn't work. No. So what were you up to? Why were you so busy? I, I was... Oh, God, I was up to a lot. So I was uh, visiting... Um, no, I had... I had a visitor from abroad. Nice. Uh, my girlfriend was visiting. Um, and then on top of that, there was just a lot going on. Um, work was a little little intense. Uh, one of the games that I'm um, consultant producing on um, is going for pitching. Ooh. So we did a lot of pitch preparation. Beautiful pitch deck. Really happy with it. It's so exciting. Um, yeah, and I was sort of like training the uh the creative director on that team to do the pitch um so that's cool and then on top of that my my aviation stuff is really accelerating um, <laughs> is it taking off <laughs> it's taking oh my god oh my god and this was another episode of the habibis <laughs> All right, episode 77. <laughs> Here we go. Osama, you're the host now. Here we go. It's all you. It's all you, buddy. That joke, you got this. That joke really landed, didn't it? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm playing the outro. I'm going. I'm going. I wish I could say I could go home, but I'm not even home. I'm in Pisa in Italy. Uh, that, that was worth it. It'd be a bit of a trip. It was, was it? Was it really? Oh, yes, absolutely. No regrets. Okay. So, well, after this turbulent start to the episode, maybe we can... Where did you say you were? We can just, I'm in Pisa in Italy. Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ravi, stop setting me up, please. <laughs> this is... I'm just not gonna speak again. I'm done. I'm scared now. <laughs> all right, all right. How's Italy? I, I haven't been in forever. <laughs> uh it's warm. It's 35 degrees, but it has a really good Mediterranean sun. Oh nice. So that's super good. Like uh, you know, there's that soft sense of like the sun hitting your skin. Yes. Yes. Is, is it a humid uh, heat yeah, or is it sense. like a dry heat? No, it's pretty dry. Okay, it's good. pretty dry. So you I can mean, escape we're, it. We're right off the sea, but yeah. it's somehow it's not as humid as it would be in the Netherlands. So it's it's nice. That's I'm really digging it. I'm super happy for you. Uh, yeah, it's nice. I have a bit of a schedule when it comes to travel. I'm 
here now that I'm going to be in uh, Brighton for Develop, which is one of the larger games uh, conventions, conferences. Yeah, I was actually in, invited. Uh, I was going to go and uh, I had a conflict. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't go. I'm actually taking my family to a chalet and uh, oh. it overlapped. So like we had already booked before and so I couldn't cancel. Um, I mean, it's definitely the better choice to take your family to a chalet. <laughs> absolutely. Actually, that's why my week has been really bonkers. Uh, last mm. week, my sister-in-law was renovating her home and uh, right. asked us to take uh, her, her kids. So my niece and my nieces and nephew. So we had a lot of kids at our house, and that that's extra work, a lot of extra work. I was about to say, that, sound, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, it was like an army of kids all the time and all their demands. And so yeah. my schedule was eaten up by that completely. Plus, this week, uh, as, as we're recording this, I'm wrapping up work so I could take the rest of the week off and go to the chalet literally tomorrow morning. And uh, I had to do all the extra prep that you do when you're about to go on vacation at work, you know? Like dotting right. all the I's and crossing the T's and writing out docs so people know uh, what to do while you're gone, that kind of stuff. So my week, last week was out of this world, busy. And then this week is going to be like non-existent. I'm, literally, we are unsure if we're going to have either phone or internet reception in the cabin. Because we asked, that sounds great. We asked the chalet people and they're like, we don't know. Which is, I guess, a no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that, that's a no. I guess it's a no. I don't know. They're like, try it. I'm pretty there. sure that's a no. So I'm probably going to be off the grid for the next five days. If you try to contact nice. me, Rami, like, you know, good luck. I, I won't. You're in a chalet with <laughs> the family. <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not going to even close to try to contact you. I'm just going to let you do your thing. Yeah. So I won't really have Habibis, anything. Habibis can wait. I mean. Assuming I'm back in time for the next recording, I don't know if I'm going to have much to talk about other than I saw a tree and I went canoeing. So it'll be a little a bit tree? of a Gosh, I never see trees. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of them, I bet. Wow. Yeah. I did play some games and do some things last week, though. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. How about you kick off with that and then we'll, we'll wrap back to my stories. Of course. Well, technically, this is over the last two weeks. Since this is a episode, no, no, this episode is only for one week. We never miss an episode, <laughs> of course. Um, so I watched a game and I played a movie. Do you want to hear about them? You played okay. So you played you played Death Stranding. Right? <laughs> All right, you are a genius or a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's the only game that recently has come out that I would describe that way. So, <laughs> so yeah, okay. So we'll start with um, the play a movie. I uh, okay. Death Stranding came out. I looked at it. Not this well, is going to be blasphemy, but um, okay. I'm not a huge Kojima fan. I think he did some. I mean, really genius mechanical things in the Metal Gear days, um, and I. Right. But I think I find personally I don't like his storytelling. Um, right. I mean, same. I like Metal Gear Solid 1 a lot. Yes. But after that, not that much. Not that much. And so when Death Stranding was announced and I saw trailers for it, it weirded me out and I wasn't interested. But a friend who Fair. loved it bought me a copy because she insisted that I absolutely had to play this game. So I gave it a little bit of a shot. I played for 
I want to say I played for three hours, but honestly, I think I played for 15 minutes during the three hours that I had the game on because it was mm-hmm. almost entirely cutscenes, as, as you know. Um, and the, the game amounted to me walking from one cutscene to the next badly, tripping over little pieces of rock. Mm-hmm. It didn't appeal to me except for one thing. I really loved the music that played while I walked from one cutscene to the next. Right. I, I I thought that feeling of walking while music is playing would have been good if I didn't have to be careful uh, and not trip on a rock. <laughs> so walking simulator didn't appeal to me. And honestly, I abandoned it after three hours. And I felt bad about that. So recently I got, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it another try. So recently, as in two weeks ago, I picked up the uh, director's cut. One week ago, you mean? Yes. I'm sorry. One week ago. What one, am I talking about? We're not time ago. travelers here. Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> I picked up the director's uh, uh, cut, thinking maybe this is a better version. And I replayed mm-hmm. almost to the exact same point as I played last time. And I don't have any urge to go back at all. So my question yeah. to you, Rami, is if I've played only the first three hours and I rolled my eyes at every story cutscene, didn't enjoy the walking from one checkpoint to another. Is there a point to continue beyond the first three hours? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't say this lightly because I'm very similar to you. I'm not a huge Kojima fan. I, I actually think most of the story of Death Stranding is not good. Yeah. Um, but mechanically, the game evolves really, really nicely. Okay. Um, and in a very measured way, it's just the intro is really painful. Mm. Um, uh, do you mind minor spoilers, mechanical spoilers? No, I don't. Okay. So the point of Death Stranding is that the first part of the game is incredibly painful to play. Specifically for the reason that then as the game progresses and you get the abilities and you connect with other players, they can make it easier. Mm-hmm. So, so the entire point of that intro sequence you've played, you're probably at the at the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where most people bounce. Um, right after that is where the game sort of like starts to actually open up. Okay. So, um, will you enjoy it at that point? I'm not sure. Does it get more interesting? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, I I would recommend you. Give it another tiny push. Okay. And play for like play for like three to five more hours. Okay. That's fair. That's a good comment. If you still don't like it, plus, you know, uh, uh, turn the, the turn the disc into a coaster for <laughs> uh, drinks or the something. The digital disc into a digital coaster, aka an NFT, right? <laughs> yes. Make <laughs> NFTs out of your disc. That's really that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, did you see that NFT console? I did announced? see it. The, oh oh no. my god! It's you said that that came out that got announced, right? Because like nothing that came. Yeah, that, it's yeah, nothing. Yeah, that got announced. Nothing. nothing is coming out. It's not even no. a 3D printed thing. It's a mm-hmm. like concept art thing. Oh yeah. Uh, no, nothing is ever going to release with with things that they like they they use the touch sense that that's a trademark of apple i'm sure without permission and mm-hmm. they are promising 8k 120 fps and there's no room for a graphics card in that little tiny box yep. it's like 
hey, we don't know how to make a console, pre-order ours, and hopefully something will come yep. out of it. It is such yep. a scam if I've ever seen one. And I don't know if it's 100% like, like scam. The, the most generous thing I could say about it is it may not be a deliberate scam. They might actually believe that they could deliver on it. I don't believe that. But that's like the nicest possible thing I could say about it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Looks terrible. Anyway, I'm I'm just shocked that you can you can buy a physical thing from an NFT company. <laughs> well, right Things now it's just a picture, and they're trying. Did you right. see read about their monetization and how it works? Yep. It, mm-hmm. It's the thing of nightmares. It's like, hey, how yep. about you buy a worse thing than you already have that makes it really hard to do anything? You have to jump through yep. hoops, and everything is obfuscated. It is. Oh, I don't know. It is beautifully awful. It is. It is. I cannot wait for this Web three trend to die. I just cannot. Yep. I cannot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Would be nice. Would be nice. Yep. Uh, speaking of games, I played a video game. What'd you play? I played uh, Mario Strikers. Oh, cool! Wait, didn't we already talk about Mario Strikers already? I played a lot more Mario Strikers. <laughs> yeah, it's still on my list. Are you liking it more? Um, I think, I think I would have liked it even more if there was more to do. I see. But uh, the game is actually kind of surprisingly solid are you playing um, it alone like a uh, story mode type yeah, just a multiplayer okay yeah no there's not really a story mode i mean there there's like cups like mario kart uh, i see okay so you basically do all the cups and then when you're done the game goes like wow credits now played the same thing again but on hard mode and how do the cups dif- like differ from one from the other uh, each each cup has a sort of like specialty that the teams are leaning towards. So there's a trick cup, there's a muscle cup, mm. there's a turbo cup, and it just means that the teams are are more likely to use specific abilities. I see. Okay, that's cool. So in the speed cup, they'll move fast. In the trick cup, they'll sh- do tricky shots. Mm. That you know, it it works. It's it's nice enough. Um, the gameplay stays fun. I don't think it's going to replace um, uh, Mario Tennis Aces for me mm-hmm. as my favorite sports game uh, in the Mario series, mm-hmm. but it's it's been pretty good. Um, That's cool. Beyond that, I mostly only played a lot of Tetris Effect. I got sucked back into Tetris it's, Effect. It's so easy to get sucked into any Tetris. It's so good. <laughs> Tetris Effect it's is so like good. the best in show of arguably the best game right. of all time. It's, yeah. Yep. It's no, so uh, like I said, um, um, did I say that? I don't know if I said that on on the show or not on the show. But my girlfriend was visiting me last week, and um, she um, she works in in music. She's a singer, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like I I decided to show a good music video game. <laughs> So I showed Tetris Effect, and I was just going to show one level, and then we played the entire game from start <laughs> to finish in one evening, and then as you do, I played it as... for like six days straight after. <laughs> so, so uh, that happened to me with okay. So 
like I had a similar thing happen to me last week. Obviously, my, okay. my nephews and nieces were over. So between work and dealing with them, literally in between like things that I had to do for work, I was exhausted at the end of the day and I didn't feel like playing anything that was intense. So I went right. on um, the Xbox and I wanted to check out if there was a relaxing game. And I found a game called House Flipper. And it, it's what it sounds like. You get a yep. piece of crap house oh. and you... Give, give me one second. Somebody's knocking on my door. Oh, no. Just keep, just, just entertain people. All right. Say a pun. All right. I'll say, <laughs> you can't just, you have to set me up for a pun. You can't just say, say a pun. How does that work? Anyway, I'm going to tell my house flipper story, whether Rami wants to hear it or not. So, uh, yeah, I, you buy a house or you get a house and the house is a total mess and you fix it up and you clean it and you do what what you have to do uh and then afterwards you sell that house and you buy another house that's a mess but slightly bigger one and you keep you have chores and tasks so you move this thing neatly i just got back to you saying there's chores and tasks and i don't know how this pun went (laughs) (laughs) i'm talking about house flipper the game and it's basically the game yes it's basically a house that you have to fix up and um, once you fix it up, you sell it or you get money depending on if it's yours or not. But you sell I it mean, it's so good that there are games being made about these power fantasies yeah. like buying <laughs> like a house. Like buying a house, right? Just like, buying a house. <laughs> something that's so difficult to do in this day and age. Just impossible to do in real life. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, I could see why someone would really enjoy this game. It's well-crafted and well-made. It felt like more mm-hmm. work. Um, so I did right. like three houses. Uh, I think one of them was a tiny shack. The other was a garage. Where, you know, followed the, the story progression. And then I'm like, no, this is not relaxing me. It's actually just reminding me of all the work I have to do in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved on. But like I went back to my comfort food game, which is Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. which is the game I play without really thinking uh, like I've had many over the years, but my for the last consistently for the last few years, it's been Slay the Spire, uh, and I did a lot of yeah. that. Um, there is one more game I wanted to talk about though uh, before my nep- nieces and nephews came over. Um, is I played this game called Naraka Blade Point. Have you heard of it? No. So it's a Chinese-made um, battle royale fighting game. I'm not... This <laughs> sounds good. Yes, yes, it is. So I'm not too big on Battle Royales. I play I play a, a lot of them, like sampling them, because I want to see how they're mechanically different to get good ideas. I don't play them for mm-hmm. a very long time. It's not for me, and that's okay. Uh, but I, I, like, I've sampled a lot of them. Uh, however, I love fighting games. And I was really intrigued because like there's a lot of Chinese games that get made that are high budget, not many that we have access to play. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's just, or or that are marketed to us or that, you know, anything like that. So I was very, very curious on both those fronts. So I picked it up and I went through the tutorial and I'm like, Oh wow. It's an actually really deep combat system, like surprisingly deep. There's a lot of, a lot going on, a lot to learn. But like good deep? Yes, like good deep. Like there's really a lot of different moves from the different characters that interact with each other. There's mobility. Like it's like taking Soul Calibur but adding 
uh, running around to it. It really felt like that. It actually wow. reminded me of the game I worked on for Honor in, in, in a lot of ways. Aww. Yeah. So I was like, I love I love the combat. I was really, really yeah. happy with it uh, in the tutorial. And then you have to do the qualifying matches. And I jumped into the first qualifying match. A hundred people logged in. You could see their names when you hit the menu button. Mm-hmm. And I started um I started like just running around, you know, as you do in a battle royale, running away from the the fog, whatever it is, and towards right. any, any players that you see. And I saw the first player, and I destroyed them, like really beat them easily. Then I saw another player. That player ran away from me, chased them for a while till someone else ambushed me. I I killed them, and then that other player came back, and I fought them, and I killed them too. And then like I'm making my way to the center of the map, or you know, away from the fog where I'm guessing the center of the map is. And I guess I got there early because I didn't have to move at that point. And player after player was showing up, and I was dueling them on the spot, and I won. It was a hundred person <laughs> match. My first time playing, and I won, and I was ecstatic. And not only did I won, I demolished everyone. Like, I had the right. highest damage. I had the most kills. I was doing exceptionally well. So I, so well that I took, a, a, like, a few pictures of, like, the, the, the reward screens, and I went on Twitter, and I said, right. I played my first game of Naraka Blade Point, and I won. And then my friend Nick, who's a game designer, linked an article that said that uh, Naraka Blade Point's first game that you play is against bots, but they don't tell you. Bots. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Congrats. I you beat the bots. completely demolished my... Oh, it did not feel good to read that article at all. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, all the years of fighting game practice is finally paying off. I am... It's finally paid off. Endo. So uh, anyway, so how did your second game go? Uh, I actually, I still won the, the second game, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this this is clearly oh. bots. Like initially, when I played the first time, it really didn't feel like it. They were jumping on roofs and running away, and like they had a right. it wasn't seek and destroy AI, right? It was more complex. Right. But I wasn't looking for it, right? So in the second game, when I played, I noticed the the yeah the leashing, right? I'd walk forward, nope. they'd walk back, I'd walk back. Instantly, they change directions. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see the yep. AI now. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, I actually never, like, maybe it was mixed in with real players. I couldn't tell. I played another match, and that felt like AIs too, and I stopped playing. I'm like, I don't know how many of these right. I have to play with AI before right. they let me play with real players, but I wasn't interested in continuing. Yeah. So, but otherwise, it is solid. If I had the patience to keep okay. going... Like the combat itself is really, really good. Uh, I might go back to it just to, you know, maybe play one a day or something until I, I get to real right. players. But there's no yeah. indication of they even have fake user ID names. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like it really, mm-hmm. really, really like. There's no way for me to know if if it's a mix, if it's like right nothing. Yeah, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. It's an interesting way of letting people lean into the game. Yes. Yeah. I, I, Just a little disappointing when you realize that you know. I'm a fan of choice. <laughs> you beat bots. Yeah, I'm a fan of choice. Yeah. Let Let me have like League of Legends is a good example of a game that just says, "Hey, you want to do co-op versus AI?" Right. That's an yeah. option. You can do that forever if you want. Yeah. You know, like I'm a fan of like mm-hmm. letting people choose for themselves because like right. they wouldn't have lost me early as a player. They haven't lost me completely yet, yeah. but you know. 
my interest definitely took a nosedive when I noticed, right? Right. Or when I've t- was. T- oh, speaking of interest taking a nosedive, I watched uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about flying, and I was concerned. A nosedive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nope. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, so no yeah, could be said no, that, about the movie as well, too. Not just the flying. Yep. <laughs> no, it is just gen. It is it is remarkable because I was watching it, yeah. and um, you know what? That movie's really well acted. Everybody's bringing their A game. Jude Law is bringing the A game. Matt Mickelson's playing A game. Uh, Redmayne's bring- everybody's bringing their A game. But it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad movie yeah. it's just it's it's not even a terrible movie it's like very heavy with its with its analogy and its metaphor it's basically a movie about election fraud <laughs> which is spectacular because <laughs> like everything in the magic world there's no sensible democratic system mm. it's just like we all vote and then we have an animal pick <laughs> <laughs> so of course um, as you yeah. do <laughs> yeah so just the the entire movie is just like and it's it's a little weird because it's it's the kind of thing where the movie tries to create sort of like an interesting plot mm. that allows um that allows the, the the Dumbledore character to sort of seem smart mm-hmm uh while the um where well newt the the main character basically gets sent on like increasingly perilous journeys mm-hmm. to do the things mm-hmm. um but is that is that kind of movie where the the plan just kind of doesn't make sense mm-hmm. so you're just kind of watching the plan being like this is never gonna work and then it works and you're like this never should have worked so for the entire movie, you're just kind of like, eh, okay, I guess, yeah. I, I guess that's a, I guess that's the thing we could do. Okay, let's. I basically had the choice between the Batman and Secrets of Dumbledore, and I feel like you, I chose poorly. You chose poorly. The Batman like had a lot of really good things going for it, and I think you should watch mm-hmm. Batman. Well, it might not be for everyone. It, it is is it's a very dark uh, take on the Batman, and I I know how that turns some people off, and that's fair. Um, but it, uh, like it's probably the best version of the Riddler that I've seen. Right. Um, right. No, I'll just go watch it mostly because after the Secrets of Dumbledore, I could watch like a newspaper. <laughs> I could watch a newspaper get stuck in mud and be more entertained than the oh. Secrets of Dumbledore. So actually, I can segue into saying that I uh, watched a game. So before I said I, I, what movie? I, I played a movie. What movie is it? Is it? Um, oh, it's the uh, um, Nathan Drake. Yes, it's well. You're two for two today. I'm very impressed. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So I watched Uncharted, and and it was a movie. <laughs> it definitely was a movie. So it was not a video game. It was not a video game. Not this time. It was actually wow. a movie. Um, uh-huh. So I think the casting did the movie a big disservice. And I say this as a big Tom Holland fan. Bec- yeah. Because 
I did. I didn't feel like I was watching Nathan Drake at any point. The entire time, no, I, it's not. I didn't even feel like I was watching Tom Holland. I felt like I was watching Peter Parker. The entire yeah, time, yep, exactly. Because I've seen yep. Tom Holland give interviews with his British accent. Uh, yep. But his, he really was in 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 personality, in character, in in everything. Yep. He was identical to Peter Parker. Yep. I just couldn't unsee yep. it, and. I had the same problem. Mark Wahlberg was Mark Wahlberg. I kept forgetting he was supposed to be Sully. There's nothing about him that felt Sully at all. Yep. Yep. The casting was not not a big miss. And I think that did the the, the entire movie a big disservice. Otherwise, the movie itself wasn't not interesting. Right. It's like let like you know the, the, honestly a lot of times the plot of a video game serves a specific purpose and it's to get you from one really cool moment or one thing really, yeah it, 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 like events or whatever to another and here it, it felt like it was just like we need to do a thing in this area what do you want to do and now we want to do it like it just like it felt like it was just moving from one cinematic moment to the next that's it. Everything right. else was to justify moving from this cool-looking thing to the other cool-looking thing. And in a, in a game, you could get away with that because the in-between can be filled with interesting, fun, mechanical stuff and just give you enough motivation to keep going. In a movie, you need more, and it didn't have more. So was I entertained? Yeah. Actually, I kind of was. There were... Yeah. It wasn't like it's a pretty solid seven out of ten, isn't it? Yeah, uh, like a six and a half out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Will I ever watch it again? No, no. Will I recommend no. it to others? Please, no. Maybe to watch in the background. Also, while, no. Well, you're doing something else because it's like it didn't keep my attention beyond. That. But is it a good movie? No. Also, no. Also, no. It's not. Yeah. No. It's that's what yeah. it's that meme format. <laughs> was it a good movie? No. Would I recommend it to people? No. no. <laughs> yeah. Would I watch it again though? No, absolutely, absolutely no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's yeah. Very, yep, yep, yep. It wasn't remarkable. Let's just put it that way. Right. Speaking of remarkable. Okay. I bought a new gadget. Wow. What did you buy? It's called the Remarkable. <laughs> You can't make this up for real. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. It's actually called the Remarkable Two. Interesting. So there was a yep. Remarkable One. Yep. And I haven't heard um, of like. I actually bought it on recommendation from an independent developer, uh, Adam Saltzman. Oh, I know. Um, uh, yeah, Adam uh, uses it for little sketches and doodles, and basically, it is a drawing tablet that is only good at being a drawing tablet. It can't do anything else. Mm. Uh, so it's not it's not connected to... I mean, it connect connect to the internet, but you can't browse on it. Mm-hmm. There's no Twitter. There's no, there's no anything. All you can do is write, draw, and use uh, 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 text recognition to turn your written notes into text notes. So the connection to the internet, I presume, is to upload it to like Google Drive or something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, to the to the to the servers, and then you can immediately access it on your phone. You can even screen share from the device, okay, uh, via the app, so you can draw and other people can see what you're drawing. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, two things that are remarkable about it: <laughs> um, a, it's an e-ink screen, so the battery life is four million decennia <laughs> or something. I don't know. I literally have not emptied that thing yet. Wow. 
Um, the second thing that I really love about it is it they I I just don't know how they did it. It feels and sounds like drawing on paper. Okay. Um, sounds. It has that sort of like it's even sounds like drawing on paper, and it's not coming from a speaker. It's actually the material touching the other material. It just sounds wow. like paper. Okay, that's that's so, cool because that's the the thing that I'm missing usually with these tablets is that tact the, the, the tactile feeling yep. of writing, right? Hundred percent nailed it. Uh, wow. And there's different uh, writing tools, so you can use a pencil, and the pencil feels like a pencil, hmm. like. Putting more pressure makes it thicker. Putting it under an angle makes it, uh, you know, wider. Um, but it also like spreads out where the pencil like particles go on the paper. Hmm. Uh, like they really knew that uh, fine liner. There's calligraphy pen. There's ballpoints. There's markers. There's highlighters. There's there's everything. Uh, you can upload new templates. So I uploaded a bunch of my aviation templates to it. Um, just it, it's an incredibly well it's an incredibly well made device. Um, yeah, I love it. I um, it's one of my two gadgets that I bought uh, in the last two week. Um, the other one is really cool. It's a battery pack mm-hmm. with a solar panel on it. Wait, okay, and yeah. it does what? It battery it charges the battery with sun. Okay, it charges its own battery. It charges its own battery with the sun, and then the battery can be used to charge USB devices. Okay, that's the part I was missing. Because <laughs> I'm like, right. otherwise it's completely useless if all it does is charge its own right. battery. <laughs> all right, that's cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I spend a lot of time in airplanes, and um, um, one of the things I've recognized is that you just don't want your iPad or whatever critical device you have to run out of battery. No, you do not. So now I just always have a battery with me that, is charged mm-hmm. and even if it's not fully charged i can get some charge in it by just setting it out in the sun when i realize my ipad is about to die mm. that's really cool i wanted to ask you yeah. a, a couple of more questions about the remarkable because i looked it up i'm looking at the pictures yeah i'm very interested i really like it's thin it looks really good it's beautiful it's so good it is it is i i cannot imagine existing without that thing at the moment wow I want it for all my note taking. Like, yeah, that's what I'm doing in it. I'm note taking. I'm drawing design notes. Uh, my studies for my theory exams, like all of it, is just it's all going into the remarkable. So, how good is the text detection, like the the conversion into text? I mean, I I wrote down a recipe that I was coming up with the other day. Um, uh, somebody mentioned that they wanted uh, a lemon spaghetti, a lemony spaghetti, and I just sort of like came up with something on the fly and just wrote down wrote it down in my handwriting and then used text to uh handwriting to text and it was flawless that is amazing okay this Mm -hmm. i'm intrigued it might be something in the horizon but right now i can't justify the cost because i got an email for a thing an email that i was anticipating for a really long time for a Mm -hmm. device that i was waiting for and purchased and now i'm waiting for it to be delivered can you guess what it is what is it it's no it starts with an s and ends with a team deck no guesses i have no idea (laughs) no idea (laughs) this is a tough one i like that the game as a movie 
in the movie as a game that was straightforward this, but this this is all just riddles <laughs> all day is it some sort of uh is it like zoom <laughs> it's a steam deck yeah rami I'm, oh. I'm so disappointed in you what happened oh. you got all my I other riddles team- I, I thought I thought maybe it was like Sega Team Deck and it was like a Zoom competitor. <laughs> I like it. Good guess. Good Sony guess. Team Deck. Yeah, so I, I finally got that email uh, that they have. Nice. Uh, but they didn't give me an ETA for the delivery. So I'm really hoping they don't oh. try to deliver it when uh, uh, I'm in the chalet. So we'll see what happens. My Steam Deck came like two or three days after I, I got the mail. I got the mail on Friday. Uh, which is a holiday in, Mon- in Canada. And then Monday was a holiday in the States, which is, I assume, where it's coming from. So, and I travel tomorrow. So I might not. Yeah. Well, you know, inshallah. Inshallah. Most likely it's going to be the go pick it up from the depot, or worst case scenario, mm-hmm. we sent it back to sender and then it's a big mess. We'll see what yeah. happens. I would have loved to have yep. it for the chalet. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, the first thing I did is install Windows and Destiny on it, so I'm not really using it as a Steam Deck. I'm using it as a portable Destiny device. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about the screen thing. Um, your screen, your first Steam Deck had unfortunately yeah, stopped. If you, if you travel, please put a travel case around it. Okay, so that's the advice. It's mostly um, for traveling, not, yeah. not for day-to-day. That's okay. Yeah, no, get, get, the, uh, get, the, get a Steam Deck pouch. Do you think it's powerful uh, enough for game dev? Do you think I could use it as a computer and like install a game engine? I mean, I I played Flight Simulator on it. Okay, that's a yes. Okay, so this is so yeah. I one hundred percent think you could do that. If you're gonna get a pouch, let me recommend the one from Waterfield Designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do really good carrying cases for a lot of gaming equipment, including the Switch. But they are literally the best cases. Okay, I'm looking at um, right now. And with that one, I've you know I've thrown that thing in my bag and never worried about it. Amazing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because uh, I am I have a few uh, international trips in my future for this year, and yeah. I'm super excited about swapping out my Switch with the Steam Deck for at least some of them. I. It's funny because I'm now traveling with both. I can't. I can't do. I've I've seen you travel with your Switch and your PS Five. Was it a PS5 or a 4? I don't remember. It was one of No, those. that was back in the PS4 days. It was yeah. PS4. Yeah, that. So, yeah. like, I can't do that. Yeah. I pick one thing at a time. And even that. Right. Last time, um, I didn't even take a thing with me because one of my friends was, at GDC was going to give me um, her old PS Vita because I've never owned a PS Vita. And oh, my gosh. So, so I knew I was going to be traveling back with a thing, so I didn't even take a thing with me. Uh, and then another right, one yeah, of my no, friends lent me like 12 PS Vita games, which reminds me, I should play a PS Vita game. <laughs> yeah, go play some Gravity Rush. Yeah, I ha- like basically Gravity Rush is one of the ones that uh, he lent me. Uh, but I think I'm going to start with, is it Tearaway? Is that what it's called? The one from Yeah, Tearaway is also nice. Ter- Tearaway is, uh, I mean, it's very Media Molecule. It's nice. Cool. Yeah, apparently it's, it's short and sweet, so maybe that's a good starting yeah. point. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. just never had a Vita and uh, feel like yep. catching up on that. No, I brought both the Steam Deck and my Switch. The Steam Deck for Destiny. Yep. 
and uh, the switch to play neon white which i haven't had an opportunity to play yet that was recommended to me just yesterday as a game that i would yep. specifically love i mean yep it's uh it's ben i have it um and ben has done some pretty weird games but this is exactly this is ben esposito doing a game that i might like <laughs> so yeah that's cool i mean i've always appreciated his previous work mm-hmm. but i like donut county this is the, i i appreciated ish donut county oh really no. like i played and i was like yeah okay this is clever but like yeah i don't know it didn't really land for me. Okay, for me it was it was kind of similar but not the same. It landed hard at first, and then I had my fill after a few levels. But like initially, right. I'm like, "Wow, this is so clever! I, I can't wait to see, you know, what, what what there is more to this." And the yeah. narrative parts were not that interesting. And then mechanically, I'm like, "Oh, there really isn't much more to this." No, there's not much you can do with it. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, it was it was it's it was just, it... a cool, clever concept that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it instantly smart, yeah. and then after ten minutes, you're like, okay, yeah, I see, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I played more than ten minutes, uh, so, but still. Uh, I, I mean, I, I also, I, I mean, I finished the game, but I just, you know, I finished the game because it, Ben made it, and I appreciate Ben, and I want to see where it went, but it, you know, it, it was, it was good, yeah. But Neon White looks exactly up my alley, so yeah, I'm very excited to play that one. I am excited as well. It's on my list. Uh, wow, yeah. I'm looking through the list of games Ben Esposito made. I didn't realize that he these are all made by the same person. They feel so, they look so different. Oh yeah, very different kind of games. He worked on What Remains of Edith Finch, one of my favorite games. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was him. I am... Shocked. I mean, he worked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant him as well, not him only. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. I, want, I can't wait to see... Neon White, first-person puzzle game kind of shooter. Yeah, puzzle puzzle shooter. Yeah, cool. Which sounds really cool to me. Absolutely. Anyway. Anyway. I think we're out of time. Both of us have things to go to. I have to go eat some pizza in Pisa. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I have to go f- flip a house. Or something. <laughs> go, f- go flip some houses. <laughs> go live that power fantasy. <laughs> Absolutely. That good millennial power fantasy. It's been a pleasure, Habibi, as always. I've missed this. It, uh, I yep, mean, we didn't yeah, miss a week, so I didn't have a chance to miss it. We never miss a week. No. We have never missed a single episode of the Habibis yes. because every episode of the Habibis is Inshallah. Inshallah. And this one's a twofer. Inshallah. So the numbers this are going to be we, consistent anyway. Just we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna make it work yes <laughs> or not or we'll not. see inshallah <laughs> who knows who knows who, who knows? sees we'll see if we have time to fix it for now i'm just gonna play the outro <laughs> all right time you take care you take care too sit up That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. 
My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubayla, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening, and salam.